everybody, I'm the Drunk Phytologist, Dr. Rochelle Lapham, aka Phyto or DP, and I use the pronoun she, her. And I'm Ethan Lapham, uh, also known as Talkman363, and I use pronouns uh, he, him. And this is Natural 20. <laughs> Natural 20 is a podcast that discusses the lore, history, and biology of Dungeons and Dragons, Creatures and Monsters. Natural 20 is also an adult podcast featuring adult language. You have been warned. All right, we're back, everybody. Debatably. Yep. Yeah. I'm just wrangling a bunch of cats here. There's no actual felines in the room. Spiders, everybody. Spooters. On real, on, on planet Earth. Science of spooters. I know. Our, state of Earth. Our air-breathing arthropods, which arthropods are invertebrate animals that like have... Crab. Like a crab. Like crab. They have an exoskeleton, so the bones on outside. Segmented body and pair of jointed appendages. They are included with insects, arachnids, meopods, crustaceans, so on and so forth. They have eight legs. They have jaws, and I put that in quotes, right? right? Pinchers. They have pinchers. Pinchers. They got the, the pinchy pinchy bits. The pinchy pinchy mouth parts with fangs that have the ability to eject venom. And spinnerets, which extrude silk. They are largest Those are on the order. other end. Yes. Those are on the other end. Those are the largest order of arachnids. And so they are seventh in the total species diversity in the order of all organisms. They are found on every... As we mentioned earlier, there's always stories of spiders basically everywhere. Well, yes. they are found on every continent except Antarctica. It's not that surprising. New York City. I mean, that's right in there. They got a whole man. <laughs> New, York, <laughs> New York City is not a continent. Yeah, they might argue otherwise, but sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah. and are established in nearly every habitat, with the exception of air and sea colonization. So there are no none of those saltwater beaver dam. Yeah. Spiders. Look again, and I love that it was like we got like real, real big ones, gigantic ones, kind of big ones, uh, ones that just are like halfway not in existence, and then like uh, beaver spiders. spiders. Fuck it. Beaver spiders. So, as of August 2021, everybody, there are recorded 49,623 species of spooter in 129 families recorded by taxonomists. However... A lot of cousins. How they are arranged and classified in those families is currently under debate. Why? Because the thing that taxonomists love to do the most, besides discover new species... Is argue about how to classify. I mean, I would argue that the thing that scientists love to do the most is argue about science. Uh, generally speaking, yes. Yeah. And really, yes. I mean, if your taxonomists are, you, do you care about them being? Did, you're not doing any of the discovery work. You're like, listen, other people can go out and be hot and sweaty. I'm gonna sit in this room and argue, and <laughs> if you find something new, let me know, and I'll give it a name. Yeah, but I'll make sure that it's works. vaguely Latin because yes. we've given up on actual Latin names for the no, most part. No, we have. We it, it has to be vaguely Latin. Right. right. There, there's like an us or an I yeah. or. A, we, we've given up on Latin. I'm still waiting for, like, you know, the, the Northern Heckin' Chunky Boy. Northern Heckin' Chunky I mean, listen. Like, official name. So On a long enough timeline. Spiders, the, as with all arachnids. So they're different than arthropods because of their different body segments. So, like, an insect has a head. Yes. A thorax. Right. And an abdomen. Right. And okay. generally six legs. And generally six legs. Right. Well, for our arachnids... The head and the thorax are fused together. Right. Into okay. one piece. Okay. And then the abdomen, which is usually larger. Right. Otherwise, they have like a really little thorax kind of in the middle, but it's basically just 
connecting the other two segments it's, together. It's almost it's almost like it's, it's vestigial. Dec- it's vestigial. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say decorative, but I guess yeah. yeah. So it's little dead. column A, little column B. Yeah. So they usually call that front part the cephalothorax. Okay. Cephalo and, uh, meaning like brain or head. Yeah. yeah right. And the and the epismothosoma or abdomen because it has the spinnerets and stuff. It's Which, also again, Peter Parker, hands, not where that comes from. No, no, no. Well, that's why I love the Venture Brothers, because yeah. it does come out the end that it should come out of. Mm-hmm. Spinnerets are on the, on, the, on the hind reaches of the abdomen, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it says, and it's joined by a small cylindrical pedicle. So there's like a small joint that, right. that does the cephalothorax and the abdomen. Which is why, if you're trying to get pictures of Peter Parker... It's all about catching them spinnerets in action. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So Clapping the idea is that, the bad guys. <laughs> of course, there is not any paleo- paleontological or embryological evidence that say spiders ever had a separate thorax-like division. Okay. So we've got that no record that like there, there was, was a three-segmented three segment. spider. It's that they sure. were. Is that that basically that front part was always sort of fused together? Okay. Right? What, that's why they call it sort of the cephalothorax. So there exist an arguments against calling it a cephalothorax where they're like, basically it's just a head. Could just Could be it, a head and an abdomen. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say, is it is it possible that other, other in- insects eventually evolved into a three-segment? Maybe. There, I mean, yeah, that's the question, of, like, was it two segments well, first and then one split? Or was yeah. it there three and segments also, and then they fused? And also right. there's another thing about this. So, like, in other insects... So, like, we have a heart, like, our heart is in one spot and is a centralized sort of organ. Yeah. Versus the heart in insects and things run through longer part of the body. So, the thing is, is in other insects, the lungs and hearts and stuff are in the thorax and then up through the head. And it's larger and spreads throughout the inner cavity. Well, in spiders, the heart is in the abdomen. Actually over the back. Right? Interesting. Okay. It's like the, the main circulatory this function. The main circulatory function. It's big and long. Because right? like they don't have that. blood. Like it's not a heart in the same right. sense that we yeah. think of like yeah. a valve like muscle. Like they have lymph is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then the lungs are actually underneath on the belly. Okay. They're sort of feathery. Okay. Instead. Almost like gills. More like but, gills, yeah. But on the inside, <laughs> you know. Right, but sure. like crab gills are in that same sort of position when it comes mm-hmm. to like other arthropods, like lobsters yeah. and crabs and, then and shrimp. There are blood, that, and then there end. are blood vessels which go into like the head. The reason that they use a different term for the abdomen is for spiders, apistosoma instead, is yeah. because it contains the heart and respiratory organs. Right, Which right. are usually not in the abdomen, like right. of anything else. Yeah, of, generally, the abdomen is like... The abdomen, it's the yeah, stomach. It's the stomach, right. right yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Unlike insects, but like when we talk about the did they evolve thorax later, spiders don't have antennae. Oh, okay. Those yeah. came later. Additional sensory organ. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. except for the most primitive group, the mesothelae, spiders have the most centralized nervous system of all arthropods. So the ganglia, which are the different nerves, are all fused into one mass in a cephalothorax. So they have a brain. Most of the time, other animals like this have a distributed, distributed more, like they'll have major ganglia in different parts. I mean, even like an octopus has like a, an octopi are kind of weird that like they have a central system, but then each limb has has its own like smaller, like branch office Mm -hmm. versus, yeah. And like insects, it's like there are just sort of like nerve cells everywhere more or less. The ganglia are fused into one mass, so they have a brain that's up in the set, basically. And then, unlike most okay, arthropods, he is. which oh, I, I think is, spiders have no extensor muscles in their limbs. So their limbs are actually all under hydraulic pressure. 
Oh, interesting. Spiders are the original wacky waving inflatable arm flailing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all liquid pressure. They, they function, like, spiders are a hydraulic system. Yes. Which is why, like, if you kill a spider because there's no longer the pressure, they immediately, like, curl inward. Right. That is because there is nothing keeping pressure to keep them out. Right. Because they actually don't have any, like, insects you, have extensor muscles. They have yeah. muscles in the leg. Right, right. Whereas but if you relax a spider, fluid. like, if you gave a spider nitrous, <laughs> it would just go, and, like, deflate inward mm-hmm. and, like, curl, like, if you could relax a spider, it right. would just chill in, like, a little ball. It's amazing. And just turtle. So their abdomens bear appendages that are modified into spinnerets that extrude silk. And there's like six types of bands. So all this from Wikipedia, but like other articles are pulled from. So their webs vary in a lot of size and shape, but also sticky thread that's used. It appears that the spiral orb web may be one of the earliest forms. So the big yeah, spiral. The classic Halloween cartoon yes. spider web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like spiders... Big ring around the outside, spiraling into the center, like crossing branches, like that yeah. form but is the OG the spider is, web. The thing is, is we're not really sure, though, because the thing is, like, the spiders that produce tangled cobwebs are more common and more diverse right. than orb web spiders. Right. But the thing is, is that we have the fossil record for spiders is really poor. Actually. Oh, okay. Because there's not a lot there to fossilize. No, it's yeah. because they're so soft, right? Yeah. So they just don't. So they endure. just don't fossilize. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same so... reason that with like a lot of fish species, we have to sort of fill in right. fins. Yeah. Or with a lot of plants, like unless it's a very thick, heavy leaf, you kind of get like mm-hmm. a framework. You get the veins on a leaf, but you won't have the actual surrounding tissue. Right. It's the idea behind like. Do dinosaurs have feathers? Right. Hard to say. Hard to sell because those aren't going to endure. Yeah, so for example, there are some fossils that was from from the Devonian period, which is 386 million years ago, Hmm? that look like spider-like things, but they don't have spinnerets. They like, have, the, like the rast from earlier that was like a kobold yeah, and spider yeah. legs. Like, it's spider-like. They, they look like they have spigots, like silk-producing like spigots. But right? it doesn't but have, not, like the modified limb is not there. The control yeah. system isn't there. Right. Like, they can they can produce a web, but it's basically like, it sticks here, and then I just drag it places. Mm-hmm. Right. And not they, like the control that spiders have today. Yeah. There have been some spiders found in carboniferous rocks that are between 20, 299 to 318 million. Okay. But they're very... A freaky find. Here's a carboniferous thing. Crack open some coal and... Oh, look, a spider stuff. Oh, look, spider. It, but they look most like the most... What they call the most primitive, which I, is not really a great term to use, you know, because sure. they, the, they've the been base evolving. Form. The base form. is the mesothelae. But the main sort of group of modern spires appear to have started in the Triassic, okay. which is 200 million. The early dinosaur age. In 2008, there's one species of spider... That has been described as an herbivore. Oh, really? This is Bagheera kiplingi, which is from... It is a jumping spider from Central America. Okay. By the name, I was about to say India. It did say... It's well, like, well, Bagheera kiplingi? It yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like Roger Kipling, yeah, Bagheera, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jungle Book? The genus name is derived from Bagheera the Black Panther from Ruddler's Kipling, the yeah. Jungle Book. Yeah. The species like, named yeah, honoring Kipling himself. There was a group that had named George and Elizabeth Peckman, Peckham in 1896. Mm-hmm. Described four different species in this genre, which were which were done by different like characters or things that they sure. loved. 
We're here. We need names. Uh, Jungle Book. Yeah. Jungle Book. Yeah. It's a fun-looking spider, though. Yeah. I've never heard of an herbivore spider before. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, if there's only one and there's 49,000 species. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there's a reason why I've never heard of one yeah. before. It's got sort of an iridescent kind of green oh, it color. It looks like a beetle. Yeah, it, it does. With eight like legs. Yep, it is a pretty sort of iridescent green color with gold kind of legs. Striations. Striations and stuff. Like, it's notable yeah. for its peculiar diet, which is mostly an herbivore. No other known species of omnivorous spider has markedly herbivore sort of diet. So and are there other omnivore spiders then? Like the, the way that's phrased almost sounds like there could be. So there could be some, but they probably mostly eat meat. Creatures. Creatures. Yeah. Insectivores. Insectivores. It, yeah. it inhabits mimosa days, trees. Ooh, mimosa day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Swiss cheese plants. It's, she, it's yeah. true. Sorry, that's Monstera. Okay, I just did a fire feature this the other day. It inhabits acacias. Oh, right. yeah. all right. A type yeah, of it, it's a thorn acacias, which are in Central America. Hanging out with, like, the ants. Yep. And it consumes, oh, my goodness, gosh, this is pulling in nicely. So I did this phytophytia the other day about acacias. So acacias produce protein and fat-rich sort of nubs at the ends of their leaves, which are called team bodies. And that's what right? it consumes? That's what the spiders eat. Right. Usually so it's, they're it's ants. herbivory, that... but it's of a protein and fat-rich yes. Plant material. Sure. Yep. So, so it, it, it is. It, it, nature is producing tofu under its own power. Right. It, the, who, who is a, a meat who, substitute? Yes. Who is who is Bagheera to yes. to uh, to so the, turn yeah. his nose up at it? So the nubs form at the leaf tips of the acacia as a part of the symbiotic relationship it has with certain species of ants. The spiders actively avoid the ants that attempt to guard the beltine bodies, their food source against intruders. Although the Beltine bodies account for over 90% of the spider's diet, they also consume nectar. Acacia also have what are called extrafloral nectaries. Okay. Which is glands that produce nectar but outside of a flower. Okay. Sure. And so like that's an attractant for. As oh, it's, it's just sort the, of like aerosols out into the air. It something. actually just secretes almost like sap. Oh, okay. So, like from the bark itself. Yeah. When a plant needs to sweat. You know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and actually, it's at the base of the leaf. Oh, okay. And so, as the plant decides to get physical, you know. Yeah, and so the thing is, they will excrete that as a way to, they will excrete that as a food source for like the ants and stuff. Because they have that symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. that the ants help defend against larger herbivores. Yes. Right. So the spider yeah. also consumes nectar and occasionally steal ant larvae. From I mean, a passing worker it's still a spider. Food. Every now and then, it's like you know, I just want a little nosh. You know, as, as, as a treat. You all, you. There the are most. plenty of you. So let me yes. just gotta 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 make sure you do still want to just eat plants. Like, is the meat mm-hmm. still like bad? Like, yeah, no, yep, no, don't want that. Yeah, like, I still would prefer the mm-hmm. the the, pl- the, the tofu. The, I still the want protein. the I still want the protein, the plant protein. And so they found give, that... Give me that impossible leaf burger. Yeah. No, you know what it is? It's it's like every now and then the larvae is like, this is my cheat day, okay? Yeah. <laughs> But it also, it depends on where they live. So in Costa Rica, there's not as many of these spiders on acacia trees. Okay. But in other parts of, like, Mexico, like, over 50% of all these acacia trees have these spiders on them. Right, right, right. So, like, it's a thing. Sure. But all other known species are predators. Right, sure. (laughs) Preying on insects and other spiders. Yeah. And a few large species on birds and lizards. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, that's a, that's 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 a great one. Yes, right. Oh yeah, no, they're the size of dinner plates, and when they escape from the entomology department, you find out about it. Yeah, <laughs> it did happen. Um, folks, I don't want to I don't want to alarm it, anyone. It le- which is 
The perfect way to alarm It everyone. legit happened when we were at Purdue University. Twice. Twice. <laughs> the Goliath bird-eating spider escaped from its containments. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Once it was still in the lab, they're pretty sure, because that's where they found it. Right. The second time, I don't remember where, where they, they found, found it, it, but it was not where it was supposed, supposed to be. be. In which case... They had to lock down the building because of this... Dinner plate-sized, um, tarantula-looking spider. spider. That are very, like... Very fast. For their size, they are alarmingly quick, and they blend into their background pretty much anywhere that something is vaguely brown. Okay. Which, you know, at a university, there's a lot of wooden furniture. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. you don't think something the size of a dinner plate that's, like, rapidly sprinting up a wall is going to be hard to locate, and you're wrong. Mm. Right. Right. Because, like, you expect tarantulas, and, like, generally, like, unless they're leaping at prey, they're pretty just like, I'm just kind of walking, doing my... Th-. No. <laughs> Goliath bird-eating spiders are, like, the New Yorkers of the tarantula world. Like, I got places to be. I got places I gotta go. Out of my way. I'm I going. <laughs> and they leap. They leap off of trees and catch birds in flight. Yeah. Like, that's wow, where they that's get amazing. the name. So that's why it's kind of it's kind of a problem when it escapes. But he, it's, funny, it is a it's funny, hugger. like, the person gets on the thing is like, are you a bird? <laughs> no? <laughs> then I think you're going to be okay from the bird-eating spider. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, nobody wants the face hugger, whether it's, it's hugging their face or not. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if he wants a little bit of loving, it's yes. fine. So they use a She's wide... A so they use a wide range of strategies besides trying to avoid undergrad students sure. and, and researchers and it's, just it's, making somebody's afternoon miserable. It's more it's scared it's more scared of you than you are of it. Yes. Um, I mean maybe. When you're that bullshit. big bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it's not. I don't it's think that thing's afraid of anything. It, you know, besides Listen, I've lived in Florida. I know I know what small uh, small creatures are afraid of and it's not us. No. Um so, so and a spider that big is ready to fight God. Let's yes. be real. Yeah. Like it wakes up every morning and chooses violence. You okay. tell Jesus to come here down here and apologize Besides that hobby, they use a wide range of strategies to trap prey. It can be sticky webs. This is all spiders now. Yes, this right. is all spiders now. This yeah. is sticky webs. Yeah. It can be lassoing with sticky bolas, mimicking prey to avoid detection, or running it down, like in the case of the bird-eating spider. Or fucking wolf spiders. Or fucking wolf spiders. I refuse to refer to them as anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's part of the name now. This is where the web sense comes in. Most right. of them... All of your web builders. All your web builders sense vibration. They will sit on their web somewhere, and they will sense vibration through something getting near the web, on the web, or whatever, and then they will go and they'll grab it. And it's generally understood that like they will have, like whatever, whether they're a cobweb builder or like an, an orb web builder, yes. that there are... Like the structural webs and then like the filler nets. Yes. Yeah. And they will have like feet on the main structural body so that anything coming in contact, the vibration will run to that structural member and then like that vibration mm-hmm. against their feet tells them like, okay, it's strongest down this line. Down there. Scuttle that way and then like check mm-hmm. and like, okay, left or right. Like they GPS their own web. The active hunters have very acute vision. Sure. So, Generally got like a big set of eyes and then mm-hmm. several smaller ones. Yeah, and several smaller ones. Hunters in the genus Portia show signs of intelligence in their choice of tactics and their ability to develop new ones. Nope. Did not need to know that. Well, <laughs> they do have that centralized ganglia. So right. it's like they like are they... very intelligent for something hand sized or yeah, smaller generally. Smaller. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So spider guts are too narrow to take in solids. Yes. Okay. They cannot right. take in solids at all. So they have to liquefy their food. Sure. 
by flooding the original it, gym bros you know everything's a protein shake everything, yeah, yeah flooding it with digestive enzymes they also grind the food with the bases of their petty palps so their petty palps are almost like little limbs that you are know, near the mouth lip hands lip hands yeah yes that shove the food into the jaw yeah, they're off to the side, right in there. But so it is like they're delicate manipulators. They don't just yes. use them for eating. Like no, they use don't. them for other things. Right? They do use them for other things. So, like, so Sometimes even though they have... webs. I think some spiders, I think, even use it in mating. Yes. Actually, the pedipalps on males is where they put the... Is where they can put the sperm. Ah, right. Okay. I and then they that, right? will rub that up against where the female uh, female's spot is. Gotta so catch her not... after a buffet. <laughs> nice pedipalps. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so the thing so, is, send like, out spetty, Arthur, spetty pictures on the web. Anyway, so arthropods, even though like spiders have eight legs, it's technically ten. The pedipalps are just short, Our little limbs. Right. Little yeah, realistically, that, the spinnerets, I think, are modified limbs. Not, is a theory. No, they're not. No, they're, not they're, limbs. they're modified glands. Ah, okay. Um, but, ah, okay. But the pedipalps are just really short, little legs, basically sure. like hands, but by the mouth. Right. That you use to. It's manipulate the delicate things. manipulation the versus devil, just running. Yeah, versus just running. Versus if you are a crab, right? You got the big pinchy pinchy you hands. You got big pinchy. Instead of having petty palps, those became claw. Those became claws. Right. And became pinchers. And then cl- crabs almost always have like the the first set of legs can also be like they're generally yeah. like modified mm-hmm. feeders. Right. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they don't have like a petty palp in no. that way. And so arachnids do not have mandibles. Like yeah, they don't stations. have a lower jaw. They yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, a lower yeah. jaw. They have like the pinch and it's sideways. So they have the jaws, right, which actually they're called chylicerae with the fangs, which is just, it's a sideways pinch, but not like a mandible where there's like a lower jaw that they grab things. Yeah, with. it's like there's an injection and then they just sort of like slurp. Slurp, yes. Mm. There's a lot of slurping going. Yes. A lot of slurping. So, yes, not said, everything, so everything's, a, yeah, everything's a... Uh, I just wanted the tomato basil. What I just doing? wanted it. No, there's only one spider that wants tomato basil. Um, yeah, that's true. So the rest are after the, the, the beef bouillabaisse. <laughs> Can I have the blood basil? Okay, so back to the buffet thing with the females. To avoid being eaten by the females. Yes, yes. Males identify themselves to potential mates by a variety of complex courtship rituals. Mm-hmm. Males of most species survive a few matings, limited mainly by their short lifespans. So females weave silk egg cases, each of which could contain hundreds of eggs. Females of many species care for the young, by example, carrying them around or sharing yep. food with them. Yep. Even so far, you're nope, going, nope. No, yeah, that's, nope. that's, that's the part where nope. most people are like, no. No, no, no. Well, it, it's, it's not that they carry them. It's when they're carrying them, primarily when you don't want the spider to be where it is, and then you find out it is not just one spider. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. There's many spiders. Because they carry spiders. them on their abdomen. Correct. Right. Like your backpack. Mm-hmm. Or a under, fanny pack sometimes. Or a fanny pack around their belly. Mm-hmm. Right. They're underneath. Yep. So they are protected from above. A minority of the species are social. So there are some which will build, build communal webs that house anywhere from a few to 50,000 individuals. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a big-ass web. Social behavior ranges <sighs> from precarious toleration... As God, in widow spiders. God, that's such a great just word. The, the precarious toleration. Precarious toleration. The, the immediate image in my head is just this like hedgerow full of spiders, but like in between every web is like a tiny line of extra sticky web that's like painted blue. Yep. That right. is I, like the tape line down the I middle of the room. Like, don't, don't cross the line or, or, or I eat you. 
or just or just or just that one that's just giving the other one the look like you are on thin ice. We are we are in the precarious toleration phase yes. right now, friends. So there can be cooperative it's hunting the in the friend zone. Yeah. Although most spiders live for at most two years, tarantulas and other mygalomorph spiders, which are basically I think I had eight top eight on there. My galliforms, the, my yeah. So those guys are the ones that look a bit like the giant spiders in the D and D book. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the classic, the, like the big fangs, big, the real big, obvious fangs, eight very pronounced, pronounced limbs, limbs, the yeah. big flux, wide fuzzy, set, fuzzy. The abdomen is is bulbous and bulbous. They're large. They can live up to twenty five years in captivity. Yeah, no, now, and that's and that's captivity. Way. Yes, that's in captivity though. Yeah, that's... well, yeah, because tarantulas in the wild are if they live that long, they are the most tasty of barbecue, mm-hmm. because almost any place that they live, people fry them and eat them. It's true. It's true. Um, they also honestly, live in the with barbecue sauce a lot of the time. Right? Yeah. Welcome to Vietnam. There's lots of tarantulas in your backyard. But also, like, there's a lot of everything in Vietnam. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the American fair. Southwest and and into Mexico, there are places where like tarantulas live there. People catch them and eat them. Yep. They apparently are decent eating. The venom of a few species is dangerous to humans, although they are looking at how spider venom could be used in medicine, and also non-polluting pesticides, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. It is designed to kill insects, so that tracks. Yes. Now I will say, True. spider silk. Provides a, everybody's been fascinated with spider silk for a very long time. Yeah, there's the common myth that like it's str- stronger than steel yep. and all those types. Combination of, things. of lightness, strength, and elasticity is superior to that of synthetic materials, and so spider silk genes have been inserted into mammals and other plants to see if they can make them silk faster. This I've heard. I've heard. Yes. I think I think they put them in silkworms. I want to say they did it in silkworms. I also probably they've tried to do it into like tobacco and stuff, which mixed success. You know, just because of the kinds of proteins that are made aren't things that are typically made in plants. You so know? I assume yeah. it would be something in those instances like a, can, like a nylon where like the intention would be you can you make produce the, the proteins and then yeah, put it and together. And then like cooking the plant down then releases that into a, a fluid and then you would because draw it Because also out. basically right. how they... Synthetic nylon is like uh, several liquids you pour together, you stir them up and right. then you like and then slowly you withdraw and it, it well, strands and together. And that's the thing, it's kind of the same thing with the spinnerets because mm-hmm. it's multiple glands, there's usually, which I will double, I'll double it's, check it's when I'm reading It's the two part here. of foaming epoxy of yeah, the Yeah, basically it's world. that. It's the, like, there's multiple glands that release different proteins which react together when it comes in contact with air, actually, to make the it's, it's the expansion foam. Yeah, like, right. you've, you've got some sort of accelerant, there's a sticky component or not, because mm-hmm. I know something, like, not all, we always have this image of, like, ah, oh, spiderweb sticky, I'm like, but only part of it. Like, significant parts of spiderwebs are not sticky because, like, yeah. they only need the part that's sticky to be where bugs are going to be. We're, right. Where we're going to capture folks. Yeah, so but there's like, actually different types of silks. So that's why each spinneret can make a different type. The, like, selector wheel on, like, salad <laughs> slicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to get to etymology, the word spider derives from the Proto-Germanic spindron, or literally spinner. Sure. Reference to how spiders make their webs, and then the Proto-Indo-European word spin to draw, stretch, or spin. Yeah, and, and Proto-Indo-European is like literally one of the like Ur languages to a significant portion of the Earth. Most of Europe and India, the Middle East, there are a lot of cognate in those groups. Like Finland, I think, is the only European country that is not 
speak some derivative of Proto-Indo-European. I mean, it's all Greek to me, so... Yeah, fine. so, like, the... No, it's so Proto-Indo-European the, Oh, yeah, that's true. So the body plan is all the arthropods have segmented bodies with jointed limbs. Yes, yes. And they're all covered with cuticle, kind of like hair, which is made of chitin and proteins. Chitin is also what it makes up fungus cell walls. And right. fingernails. That's what the hairs are made of? Yes. Okay. But the, the shell itself is also like a chitinous keratin right. material. Yes, yeah, keratin yeah, yeah. material like in like the exoskeleton, but instead they just sort of have this fuzzy kind of hair. Chitin sure. and other protein. The head part is composed of several segments that fuse together in the developing embryo. Kind of like how our skull That's is actually multiple parts, just right? Just to say, yeah. Fused together, you know. The human skull, I think, is five pieces mm-hmm. when it initially is formed. And, like, they are, just, like, if you've ever seen... Even, like, decorative skulls will have, like, seams down the back. Yeah. Those exist on an actual human skull. Like, that's right. not... I mean, okay, there will be plastic mold seams, but, like, the sort of squiggly line seams, those are in the human skull for a multitude of reasons. So, at least with spiders, they have the... They call the, bo- they call the body pieces tagmata. So, that's the cephalothorax and then, like, the abdomen part. Yeah. And so, those are di- fused of different s- segments. Sets of segments that serve similar functions. So like the cephalothorax, the front part, the head, is complete fusion of the segments that an insect would normally be two separate ones, the head and the thorax. And then you have yeah, the, the insects, the thorax is normally like where the legs come in and attach to the main yep. body. Mm-hmm. And on a spider, it's generally like the underside of the head that you can see. If you see zoomed in pictures of spiders mm-hmm. or like if you've seen a tarantula, they have... There are lines. You can see the individual pieces yeah. that are all kind of fused so, into one. Yeah, so like in early development, the first part of the head segment that would usually butt off like an insect disappears in spiders. So hmm. that's why they have no antennae. Spiders, only appendages ahead of the mouth are those pair of like pinchy dogs, the, the, right? The, yeah, the chelicerae. Yeah, the chelicerae. Then the first appendages behind the mouth are the pedipalps, which serve functions depending on the group. Is the different things they do. So spiders and scorpions are members of that one group, arachnids. Scorpions, in their um, uh, long chain, finish off sub zero. Have (laughs) have three sections (laughs) that are used in feeding. Spiders have two sections that terminate in fangs, right? That would usually be venomous, but fold away actually up in the mouth when they're not in use. Boy, I hope they don't accidentally. uh... Right. The upper sections generally have thick beards that filter solid lumps out of their food so they can take only liquid food in. Uh, that's the reason for mustaches. So they have a mustache. Just to filter the food. They have a mustachio and for so, the same reason that the rest of us have mustachios. So Saving that for later. So the thing is that mm, on soup, spiders... Soup catcher. The flavor saver. So mm. on spiders, there's a little petty palps to help manipulate food towards mm-hmm. the mouth. The thing is in scorpions, those are actually little claws. Yes. Yes, yes. Right will actually form large claws for capturing prey. So their petty palps became claw, right? Like the crab. They became right. claw. Mm-hmm. They, they did as all evolution desires, became crab. <laughs> so scorpions are just spiders that are on their way to becoming crabs. That's what we're saying. <laughs> returning to crab. Yes, they to are returning, to, returning so, to the source of crab. While those of spiders are very, fairly small appendages, they are just extension of the mouth. And those male spiders have enlarged last sections used for sperm transfer. So this is what we were talking about right. earlier. I was wondering, would I you like wondering. some of this? I have I've presented it. Would you like right. some? The abdomen is sort of soft and egg-shaped. Sure. That's one way to describe that's it. Yeah, I suppose, say. yeah. 
So here, I've got a picture. So here, I'll show you. So here's the heart, right? It runs all the way along. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The back side, the upper part nope, of the... that is still far too spidery a diagram. All right. <laughs> it's spidery, spidery a diagram. It's spider-shaped, um, and I don't like it. It's spider-shaped, and I don't like it. The only spiders um, I like wear blue and red, swing around New York City. <laughs> the rest Sorry, of them, everyone. we have an agreement. They stay outside, I stay inside, everything's good. <laughs> Everyone here, Ethan's not a fan of... Arachnophobia of, of is real. This, which, which this to be fair, thing. is that's most people's. Like, mm-hmm. you, and I, you and I are the weirdos that are like, hey, yeah, spiders. They're spiders, let's talk about this. Most other people uh, are, like are part of the church of Nope. Yes. When so, it comes to spiders. Listen, so the there's heart... a spider web in the garage, cobweb spider, chilling by the back door. Sure. I have left them alone. Yep. Yeah. Because that keeps the bugs out. That's why I love spiders. But you come inside my house. I got people for that. You out there? Great. Same thing with with lizards in Florida. Not to oh, get yeah, off that's topic. Different. It was like you know, my mother was always like, "Oh my God, get the lizard!" I'm like, what are you talking about? The lizard is eating the cockroaches. Yeah. Leave the lizard. Oh yeah, lizard. Right. There's not hurting anything. If it wasn't for cats, I wouldn't care if there were lizards in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But I have cats. They do the same job. They eat the bugs. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. True. The heart is the tube mm-hmm. in the upper part of the body. And there's a few ostia, which are like basically blood vessels, that act as a non-return valves allowing blood to enter the heart, but prevent it from leaving before it reaches the front end. So, however, in spiders, it only occupies the upper part of the abdomen, and then the blood is discharged by one ar- artery that opens near the rear end of the abdomen and branching arteries throughout, like the rest of the body. So what you're saying is that spiders are weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they have what's called that. an open circulatory system. Is yeah, they just sort of like dump the blood into the body and then like suck it back up the other end. Yes. The well, blood... that's that's one way to do it, I suppose. The blood of many spiders. I can grow have... a lot of things, or I could just be like, it's out there. Here, here, here you go. You figure. Who it wants out. blood? Who wants so blood? Here, they you also have it. something called like <clears throat> what's called a book lung, which I think is great. Book lung? Yes. yes. Okay. A type of respiration organ used for gas exchange present in many arachnids. Each of these organs located inside an open ventral abdominal air-filled cavity. And connects with the surroundings through a small opening, right? So basically, they have a hole in their belly that connects directly to the lung. God, they are weird. Jeez. <laughs> and then that, like, processes and, and allows oxygen flow into the spaces that need it. Yeah. Mixed with the blood. Yeah, 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 And yeah. the thing is, the blood dumps directly into the lung so that it can mix with that oxygen through that hole. <laughs> How do these things exist? <laughs> How? And so contains a respiratory pigment hemocyanin to make oxygen transport more efficient. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're not using that. hemoglobin. They use hemocyanin. Right. That's in interesting. Cyanide. Right, 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 right. As again, the oxygen capture. Right, right. Yeah, well, why because, not use poison? Why not make I mean, everything listen, poison? I mean, listen, it's not going to affect you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So spiders have developed several different respiratory anatomies, which is based on book lungs, a tracheal system, or both. Because we have a trachea. So you can have both. Megalomorph, the big ones, or the mesothelae spiders, the more primitive ones, quote unquote, have two pairs of book lungs filled with hemolymph, which is their version of blood, mm-hmm. where yeah. openings on the ventral surface of the abdomen, so the belly, yeah. allow air to enter and diffuse oxygen. Yeah. This is also the case for some basal araneomorph spiders, like one family, I'm not going to say, hypochelidae. Or chile day, something like that. But the remaining members of this group have just the anterior pair of book lungs intact, with a posterior pair of breathing organs, or are partly or fully modified into tracheae. 
through which oxygen is diffused into the hemolymph or directly to the tissue in the organs. So the tracheal system is most likely evolved in small ancestors to help risk to help resist desiccation, so drying out. Okay, mm. um, which I guess is is a concern when you're very small when mm-hmm. when you're very small and your legs full are full of goo. Yes. yes. So the trachea were originally connected to the surroundings through a pair of openings called spiracles. So those happen in insects, and those are on the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right, very small. But the majority of spiders, this pair of spiracles is fused into a single one in the middle and move backwards towards the spinneret, so also on the belly. And spiders that have trachea generally have higher metabolic rates and better water conservation. Spiders are ectotherms, so that means that they are not warm-blooded. They're cold-blooded. Environmental temperatures affect their activity. So yeah, we've got the fangs, which are great. Yeah. Majority of spiders use them to inject venom into prey sure. from For venom glands root. at the root, at the roots of the jaws parts actually down here. And then like up through the tube. And have lost, so some have lost their venom glands. So so then some have lost their venom glands and kill their prey with silk instead. But most <laughs> right? But like most arachnids, including scorpions, spiders have the narrow gut so they can only cope with liquid food. And have two sets of filters to keep solids out. They use one of two different systems of external digestion. Some pump digestive enzymes from the midgut into the prey. So basically they vomit in. Right. (laughs) And then suck the liquefied tissues of the prey back into the gut. Eventually leaving behind the empty husk. Others grind the prey into a pulp. I mean, neither of these options sounds particularly... Which again... When you understand this, suddenly the giant spider fear makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, no, it, makes, it becomes even yeah, it becomes even more pronounced, more profound. Yes. Both of these things are things I would not like to happen to me. Yeah. Neither grinding scaling, nor liquefaction. Scaling up that design is not is nope. not optimal. Basically, they will grind it the prey to a pulp with the jaws, the pinchers, yeah, yeah. and the bases of the pedipalps while flooding it with en- with uh, flooding it with enzymes. Yeah, yeah. And these species. The jaws and the base of the pedipalps form a preoral cavity that holds the food while they're processing. Sure. So basic, basically, they bring in the food up here near the mouth, like when you put. They like they a, can only chew with their mouth open. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. With like, but like a little like feed bag when you have a horse. Right. Right, and they're just like. Nom, 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 that, until that doesn't make it better. But it just it doesn't. This so oh this is even better the stomach nope. is in the cephalothorax. Yep. So yeah. The stomach is in the head. The stomach, their stomach is... And acts as a pump. I mean, here's the thing. The weight of a spider's brain. Can we write a stomach. letter to the design department <laughs> and ask them what the fuck? The stomach it, in I mean, the I'm going, I'm going back in my head to, to the line from Steve Buscemi of like, do you think God stays in heaven because he's just afraid of what he's made? made. <laughs> like, made spiders was like, never mind, never going back. It acts Not happening. The stomach. That's down there. The Wakes st- up one day, has the hangover, and just like, God, what was I thinking? Oh it's my like, gosh! Where's this gonna go? I'll put it in Australia. Uh, we got bad news. What? Well, your your original letter said everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did. So we did that. Oh. Oh. Well. Well. Right, well, it's everywhere then. Got to give Australia some real bad ones then. Yeah. yeah. Just so, to make up for things. Just to make up. So for it. the stomach will pump the food deeper into the digestive system. 
The mid-gut bears many digestive cecum compartments with no other exit that extract nutrients from the food. I Most mean, are in the abdomen. Of course. Oh, it's got bears inside it. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. That's how you do it. So it's... Pass so, it to the mid-gut bears. So the thing is, is yes. it's like... Well, because insects pass also... Through, pass through bear country. So, That's okay, right. insects <laughs> have like a foregut, a mid-gut, and a hindgut. Like so, a cow. Yeah, like a cow. So yeah. the thing is, is his spiders have this stomach that's in the head that pumps it into the mid-gut, which is in the abdomen. That pumps it into the rest of the gut, which fills up most of the abdomen. You know, where the heart and the lungs are. Right. I mean, and it's not like the heart and lungs are that far from the I mean, stomach. I mean, I mean, listen, I realize that evolution is a fine tool, but sometimes it feels like things are hastily put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like, this is the spore version of just hitting the random button. It really is. Like, it, yeah. Uh, that one. Did uh, it. That looks good. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to put the organs? Just wedge them in there someplace, man. Wherever fine, they fit. Fine space. Yeah. Just fine space. We've yeah. only got this narrow part of the top, but we're out of, we're going to fit this whole heart and stretch it out. It's like, it's like taffy. Let me mm-hmm. just put it in there. What about the stomach? Put it in the head. You heard yep. me. So they have a cloacal like chamber, which is kind of what you have with like lizards and other things like that. But then it goes to the anus and then goes out, right? And they also produce uric acid, but it all goes out one one place. Oh yeah, I mean, standard one, cloaca. One one hole for all exit. Yes. One hole yeah. for all. Yes. Well, Although all there is byproducts. One hole for say, entry, one hole for exit. Couple extra spare holes for breathing. No, yeah. I will say that there is another for for female spiders. There is another hole for where basically the male takes the. Sp- Yes. And it has it on the pedipalps. Yep. So spiders originated eating ass. Got it. Yeah. And then, and then what he does is he rubs her belly with his pedipalps. Sure. Sure. Where the opening is for the ovaries and stuff, but he doesn't actually like inject anything. He into... just sort of puts it on there. Yes. Like and suntan then, lotion. And then and then runs away. So he doesn't. The most eat. dangerous suntan application. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He gives her a massage. And hopes it's good enough that she doesn't eat him. Listen, I don't kink shame, so mm-hmm. however, whatever works for you. However, like, however it works for other people, however mm-hmm. they get their rocks off, that's it's perfectly fine with mm-hmm. me. Again, pictures of Spider-Man. Where is this going? <laughs> it really, really gives you an idea of how much of a pervert J. Jonah Jameson was. Oh, it has to be right, like. Spider-Man has an OnlyFans, and it's just 10,000 J. Jonah Jameson alt accounts. Yep, exactly. So All of his money goes to that. That's why he's broke doing podcasts yeah. and, and like going crazy. This is his deal. <laughs> the basic arthropod central nervous system consists of a pair of nerve cores running down below the gut with paired ganglia at the local control center in all the segments and a brain formed by the fusion of ganglia, ganglia in the head segments ahead of and behind the mouth. So that the esophagus is encircled by the conglomeration of ganglia. That's right, everybody. The esophagus is through the middle of the brain. No, that tracks. <laughs> is Zach it, just shaking his head? I'm just like, I'm like, did they drop the spider when in heaven? Yeah, you, you got all the you got all the parts in a box. You put it all together, and, and like then they they're walking down to it, assembly. And then like there was some some intern that dropped it, and he was just like, oh my god, oh my god, and then like hastily tried to reassemble it, but then put it all in the wrong place, and just said, ah, I don't, I don't know, go with it. <laughs> Listen, it all fit in the bin. It all fit there's inside. Slight, there's it's slight fine. variations on this, but that's basically... It's, it's ridiculous. So the thing is, though, like, the more we learn about the actual anatomy, the, the more that the, like, super soaker abdomen spider makes sense. Well, but, like, well, so well, no, okay, but only, only makes sense in the, in the sense that these things apparently still live. 
Yeah. Rather than just spontaneously combust into nothing. I mean, listen, what is a spider but just a series of straws in a trench coat? A series of a series of unfortunate mistakes. Spiders are the actual series of tubes. Do you, yeah. do you want to talk about its eyes? The internet's all spiders. Sure, let's talk about its eyes. <laughs> okay, sure. Maybe these will be normal. Okay, four, four pairs no. of eyes. Yep, nope, there it is, never mind. So the top front area... Don't be afraid. No, we're very afraid, thanks. The top front area, they, their arrangement depends... On what oh family yeah, in. of course. Okay. So they you'll it's have really googly eyes. So they will talk about principal eyes, which are like two big ones, right? So they have the, the two main eyes. Two main eyes. Well, and that's only in some of them. Some look, have more principal eyes, look and then there are secondary eyes, right, sure. which are up here, and then they have some on the top, like back of their head. Sure, why not? Which on um, jumping spiders, which those can only basically perceive if it's light or dark. Like if something's coming from above. Threat detection. Threat uh, detection. Okay. Where okay. it's like, what? <laughs> that's not a moon. That's not a moon. There is some evidence that they can maybe form images, but they're not like the primary, you know. Sure, sure. It's more of the like. It's it's it's, it's the backup camera when they're the backing backup up. Camera. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It really is. Or it's it's the way to know that they've appropriately angled their, their abdomen for shaking if they're a peacock spider. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so most arthropods are only capable of detecting the direction from which light is coming using the shadow cast. However, spiders are capable of forming images. Other pairs of secondary eyes are thought to be derived from the compound eyes of ancestral spiders, but no longer have the separate facets typical of compound eyes. In many spiders, these secondary eyes detect light from a reflective tapetum lucidum. So like a cat eye. Like or a, a cat dog eye. eye. Wolf spiders can be spotted by torchlight reflected. Yes, by the they can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sense there's very specific traumatizing experience. Oh, there, there is. Okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely is. But that's one of those where, like, again, reasons you don't want to turn on a flashlight in Florida. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, every time the word wolf spider has been mentioned, your shoulders tense, and then nope. you jump, like, about three feet. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you, you go out, you want to find out that they glow in the dark? You take a flashlight, and you sweep it across a yard in Florida. They're always there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, then, honestly, yeah, they probably are more afraid of us than we are of them. But, but it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter, because we're, we're, you're still, we're still pretty, pretty afraid, afraid. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But, like, you it. straight up can just sweep a light, and, like, there's all these little... It's, oh, look at, like, stars in the grass. I'm like, yeah, that's all spiders. That's all spiders. Just a fuckload of spiders. It's true. Yeah. Now, I will say, so the principal eyes are the only ones that have muscles and can move around. The secondary okay. eyes are immobile. They're yeah, just sort of there. Yeah. Like, it's portholes into the inside. Yeah, but you better just get, yep. get a view. Visual... That's where you get the spider sense. So right. this is yeah, interesting. The visual acuity of some jumping spiders exceeds by a factor of 10 that of dragonflies. Which have by far the best vision among insects. Okay. So and their vision is actually not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially hunting spiders. Their vision is very good. The acuity okay. is achieved by a telephotographic series of lenses, a four-layer retina, and the ability to swivel the eyes and integrate images from different stages in the scan. How is it equivalent to, like, human eyes? Probably similar or better in certain aspects. Actually better, because the thing is, we, we only have a couple layers to our retina. So that means right. they can pick up more colors and more light. Okay. And more differences in Oh, light. they see the colors out of space. Yeah. They see the forbidden colors. The forbidden colors. The downside is that Magenta. the scanning Magenta. and integrating processes are relatively slow. So there's kind of this calibration. Right, Which yeah, is yeah. why, like, like, I will say jumping spiders are entertaining to watch because they do that, like, calibration where like they'll kind of shuffle back and oh, forth. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And that's actually them 
getting all that's that the depth perception. Like that's the lineup. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats do the butt wiggle to get like the legs positioned properly. Right. They do like the whole body wiggle to like line up the shot, and then it is very much like the. I know exactly the depth and bearing to this prey item. And, and, and yeah, like you said, it's the telephoto. Like, they can literally, like, zoom to... Zoom in and out. Uh-huh. Just sit there and Target go... Target acquired. Just sit there and go, enhance. 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 Just print the damn thing. So there are <laughs> spiders which have reduced numbers of eyes. Most common having six eyes. Mm-hmm. And they said with pairs of eyes absent on the anterior median lattice. So basically, like, the middle pair is just not there anymore. They tend to always keep the backup camera and, like, the forward or, most ones. Yep. And then four species have four eyes, and then there's members that have as few as two. There are cave-dwelling species, which have none. Okay. And possess vestigial eyes, incapable of sight. Sure. So in those cases, their only sensory input is... Like, tremor sense. Cause they have no, that tremor sense. They yeah. have no antennae. They right. have no, like, yep. olfactory senses I don't even think are present or are minimal. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So, spiders' cuticles would block out information from the outside world, so that's the hairs, except that they are penetrated by many sensors and connections from those sensors to the nervous system. In fact, spiders and other arthropods have modified their cuticles in a rabbit array of sensors. So various touch sensors, mostly bristles, Got it. called setae, respond to different levels of force, from strong contact to very weak air currents. Chemical sensors provide equivalent of taste and smell. Okay. Often by means of the sentae. Right. So it's smelling and tasting hairs, right. actually. Okay, which is very insect-like. Yes, and adult Araneus may have up to a thousand such chemosensitive sentae. Most on the tarsi of the first pair of legs. So if you fart on those things, they're really, really going to smell. Oh my goodness. But only with the feet. Only with the feet. So when a spider is doing this with the first pair of legs, it's actually sniffing and tasting. Right, right, right. With the feet. Again, (laughs) weird. So that brings up the whole blade spider. How does it smell? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Horrible. It just smells horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, like, I'm not, this isn't, see, this is not frightening to me. This is just bizarre. Well, that's the thing. Like, up to this point, I'm like, nope, don't need to see it. But, like, once we hit the sensory level, I'm like, okay, now it's interesting again. Because yeah. it's like, how has this this horrifying lump how of organs... How do you exist? Like, I mean, why to... is the question? Okay, yeah. so males have more chemosensitive bristles on their pedipalps than females. Sure. They have been shown to be responsive to sex pheromones produced by females, both contact and airborne. Well, ain't that the, just the story of everybody? <laughs> yes. Right? Real Pepe Le Pew. Yep. There is the jumping spider, Ivarchka kolikivora. Gazuntai. Gazuntai. Uses the it's scent of blood from mammals and other vertebrates, which is obtained by capturing blood-filled mosquitoes to attract the opposite sex. So you have your blood spider. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, the don't thing, kink shame. Like, blood mis- no, no, again, first of all, don't kink shame. And second of all, the things people will do to get some nookie. I mean, <laughs> the things we do for love. The things that we do for because love. Because they're to tell the sexes apart it's assumed that the blood scent is mixed with pheromones i mean yeah spiders also have joints in their limbs slit sensile that detect force and vibration sure yeah, that tracks so that's kind of that hydraulic thing right? right well and also the the web sense i would think yes yeah in web yeah, building pressure sensitivity probably there yep in web building spiders all these mechanical and chemical sensors are more important than eyes Right. While the yeah, eyes are most important to hunt uh, to spiders that 
hunt actively. Okay. So passive makes versus. Sense. That makes sense. So your your web builders, your trapdoor spiders and stuff are more waiting for like the motion, the waiting tremor, for what they're gonna feel from the thing, mm-hmm. yeah, rather like than most, what they're gonna see. Oh, this is interesting. Like most arthropods, spiders lack balance and acceleration sensors and rely on their eyes to tell them which way is up. Huh. Arthropod proprioceptor sensors, right, which is touch. sort of touch. Touch and balance. Sensors that report the force exerted by muscles and the degree of bending in the body and joints are well understood. On the other hand, little is known about other internal sensors that they might have. Intruder detection, transporter delay, important starship operational things. Yeah. So it's like we we can There's something stuck in the pattern buffer. We can go into more of the anatomy if you guys would like. I mean, I feel like we've covered most of the bases. How much more spider anatomy is jammed uh, in there? Uh, like, it's will, a VW Beetle clown car. Like, we're just wedging all I the I mean, there's in. a whole big section on how the leg work, how the leg do. I feel like we covered that, yep. though. I mean, I've seen a scissor jack. There's seven sections in each leg. Well, right? first you, you cut off the ends of the legs, and then you put swords on them. Yeah. yeah, it's Apparently. right. It's true. It's true. Spiders can first generate the pressures. <laughs> Spiders can generate pressures up to eight times their resting level to extend their legs. And jumping spiders can jump up to 50 times their own leg by suddenly increasing the blood pressure in the third and fourth pair of legs. Yeah, they jump with the whole hind end. Yeah, the old result, barbarian self-yeet. But because of... I eat thee. Because Ach. the only muscles are in the actual hip joints... Mm-hmm. The result, a spider with a punctured cephalothorax cannot extend its legs, and that's the reason that the legs of the dead spiders curl up. Right, right. Because it's all hydraulic pressure. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. They so, use hydraulics. Spiders that hunt actively rather than relying on webs have dev- dense tufts of fine bristles between the paired claws at the tips of their legs, which are known as scopulae, and contain bristles whose ends are split. So split ends, as many as a thousand branches. I mean, if they go to the hair salon, they can fix it. Well, it enables the spiders to walk up vertical glass and upside down on ceilings. That's, you know, that's what I was wondering about, is how, the how additional it is friction. capable of doing it's that sort of It's actually the hairs on that. Which, the, right. the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. That's like true. He, the, did, the, he, he did put hairs on the hands, yeah. It appears that the scopulae get their grip from contact with extremely thin layers of water on surfaces. Spiders, like most other arachnids, keep... At least four legs on the surface while walking or running. So they alternate. So I would assume it also would like dampen the sound of their legs like making contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd want, I don't that. Know, you'd I, want that if you're on the web. Yeah, if, right. you're, if you're hunting with a web. Yeah. yeah. Or so, especially if you're hunting on foot. That yeah. like you, you wouldn't want to be. I don't know how well insects hear, but like. I mean, but I would they, assume they that there's probably some benefit and there. Stuff, yeah. that muffle it a little bit? Yeah, yeah it, it would, probably would. Like steps, basically? Sure, sure. So the abdomen has no appendages, except for those that are modified to form one to four, but there's usually three, pairs of short, movable spinnerets that emit silk. Each spinneret has many spigots. Each of one is connected to one silk gland. There is at least six types of silk gland, each producing a different type of silk. And so the protein... So they just got like the soda machine on the back end. Right. Yes, mainly so. composed protein, very similar to those used in insect silk, initially a liquid, and hardens not by exposure to air, but as the result of being drawn out, which changes the internal structure of the protein. Parafilm. Mm-hmm. So parafilm is a type of adhesive that I use at work, which is basically it's a like... a sealant tape. It's a sealant tape. Right. But it has no sticky properties or anything like that until you stretch it. 
Interesting. Okay. And, and then it generally is only like self adhesive. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But it changes. But it's not a strong adhesion. It's like right. it's you can peel it back off with ease. Right. Okay. But, but it's it, enough that it. But its structure changes as you exert force on it. Right. Basically. Right. 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 Nylon works the same way. Yeah. And it, it's it's that it's, I mean it's not a non-Newtonian fluid, but it has that same sort of like the properties differ depending on yeah. the physical interaction. Yes, it is right. similar in tensile strength to nylon, and biological materials such as chitin, collagen, which is what are you know the lubricant for joints generally, yes. and cellulose, which is the main major structural component for plants, but is much more elastic, mm-hmm. so it can stretch much further before breaking or losing its shape. Some spiders have a crebellum, a modified spinneret, up to 40,000 spigots. Jesus. Each of which produces a single very fine fiber and are pulled out by the calamistrum, a comb-like set of bristles that is joined at the tip of this structure and combined into a composite woolly thread that is very effective at snagging the bristles of insects. So the earliest spiders had this crebella, which produced the first silk capable of capturing insects before spiders developed silk coated with sticky droplets. So that's a later adaptation. Yeah, so the original was just like basically an entanglement system of just, here's like a braided cable made of felt. Right. Yeah. However, most modern groups of spiders have lost this. Yeah, because you know, uh, presumably it's, it takes a lot more effort to produce that much Protein versus just here's some sticky stuff on yes. the standard strand. Right, we can make this real and, thin. Yep, so even species that don't build webs to catch prey use silk in several ways as wrappers for sperm. So that's where they put them on the petty house and then carry them around right. like a package. And then just go, <laughs> and for fertilized eggs as a safety rope for nest building. I mean, you gotta have a safety rope. And parachutes. Yes. By okay. some young species. Did that's... you know about the parachutes? No, so that's that. Okay, so you don't know about the great spider migrations. <laughs> you don't know about the great. So baby spiders, when they hatch, will make themselves a little web parachute that will get picked up by the wind, and then they drift. Like dandelion seeds. Like dandelion seeds. Horrifying eight-legged dandelion seeds. And they can go pretty far, and they actually think it's based off of like static electricity and wind currents. <laughs> so. Actually, in our small game, spoiler for you. So they're basically base jumping. Yeah, a little bit. I wanted to tell you this because it was the, if you guys ever ran into the weaver, she would arrive with a, she would fly in using a web parachute. Sure, why not? Yeah. But if I remember right, like, it's, when this happens, like, there's places where, like, all the babies will just be released and it's like, oh, look, it's like, you know, a big cloud of dandelion fluff. No, don't go outside. It's all spiders. <laughs> Just millions of spiders. That the air is full of spiders. The air yeah. is full of spiders. They don't live there, but it doesn't mean they don't use it for transport. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. That's great. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just one of those, like, weird things that spiders have... Fi- like, spiders are one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's insects in almost every niche in, in ecology, but, like, spiders have followed them. Yeah. Fairly readily. It's one of those things I'm glad spiders don't have wings. So, like, they, they can only hang glide. They can't just yes, they chase can only you. Hang glide. Well, again, you know, long enough timeline. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, g- give evolution a chance here. No, no, no. Because they need to go back to crab where they belong. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see about that. 
They'll go, but what about spider with wing? <laughs> what about what about winged crab? We already put our stomach in our head. Yes. <laughs> so can I? Yeah, but and our head and our I stomach. I think we've clearly demonstrated that we're we're, cra- we're we're wild. We'll just do anything. Okay. Two wild and crazy segments. So so we two wild and crazy segments. That's right. We could go into a big long thing of the reproduction if you really want to. I think Otherwise, we got there with the the suntan. I think we, we mind just about every joke we can about the okay. reproductive habits of spiders. So spiders occur in a large range of sizes. Sure. Oh yeah, no, all the way up to gargantuan. So the smallest. Patu digua from Colombia are less than 0.37 millimeters. That's the tiniest little spider. Or 0.015 inches in body length. The largest and heaviest spiders occur among tarantulas. Tarantula. Which can have body lengths up to 90 millimeters or 3.5 inches and leg spans up to 9.8 inches or 250 millimeters. So the Goliath bird eating one like we've talked about. There it is. The, the one, oh, yeah. the no, one that huge. kept trying to escape, <laughs> the, the Purdue entomologist. Well, listen, I mean, if you don't produce it a bird for it to eat, mm-hmm. eventually it's going to Got standards. Like, I know there's birds out there. I know there's birds out there. I know they're out there. I feel them in my bristling. I feel them up here in my bristles. I know they're out there. I'm going to get them. I feel them in the bristles. No. Diabetes. We had talked about our herbivore jumping spider earlier. Yes. But there are juveniles of some spiders which feed on plant nectar, actually. Sure. Before they get bigger. Sure. Try. I mean, if you need liquid food. Mm-hmm. And it's, spiders it's... prefer sugar solutions to plain water. Well, so do humans. Yep. So, do, so does basically everything. Everything. Just everything. Mm-hmm. Sugar, sugar is sugar. Many spiders are nocturnal. Yes. Okay. That's why you see the wolf spiders at night, you know, like yes. you do. Yes. And yep. then the extent of nectar consumption by spiders may have been underestimated because nectar contains amino acids, lipids, which is fats, and vitamins and minerals. And protein. In addition to sugar, all the th- all the things all the things that growing plants need. Yes, yeah. and so there are studies have shown that spider species live longer when nectar is available too. Sure. Which is interesting. So feeding on nectar avoids the risk of struggles with prey, <laughs> and the mm-hmm. cost of producing venom and digestion. So then, them. a lot of them are, are are omnivores then. Yes. That will eat. Springtime so, for arachnids. Yes, yeah, so so said various species and, are known to feed. Yes. On dead arthropods scavenging, web silk, and their own shed exoskeleton. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I put all the effort into that exoskeleton. I'm getting it mm-hmm. back. Pollen cotton webs might also be eaten. And studies have shown that young spiders have a better chance of survival if they have the opportunity to eat pollen. In hmm. captivity, several spider species are also known to feed on bananas, marmalade, milk, egg yolk, and sausages. Sausages? And sausages. No, that tracks. Sausages. Sausages. I mean, sausage is already like fifty percent liquid to start with. Yeah, but don't eat my sausage. Don't eat my sausage. They should have had turkey, turkey and chicken sausage for the bird eating spider. Oh, there you go. Would have solved a lot of problems. There's like a leaf curling spider which takes a leaf and then well, uh, lives in Canada, turns into a stone, beats the Cana- beats the the Swedes. It does not live in Canada. <laughs> oh, that's right. It, it will curl the leaf and live inside there, but that also acts as a trap, too. Yeah, yeah. So the best-known method of prey capture is sticky webs. Makes sense. Varying places of webs allow different species to strap, and it's different ones. You can have flat, horizontal webs and that... 
trap and, insects. But and why are sticky webs the best? Because web. other insects are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Other insects are dumb. Well, remember we have that big centralized brain with those esophagus running. It's through, got all the thinky, you know, thinky parts. It's got yeah, the yeah. thinky thinky parts. It's got all the big thinky thinky parts. Whereas the other insects, it's all distributed. So they're like, hey, why is this? Why is, why is this floor like glue? What's going? Hey, how are you? Oh God, you know. And yep. then it's the end. So you can have flat horizontal webs that trap insects that fly up from vegetation underneath. It's like well, malted milk. Yeah, well, flat I vertical drink your webs shake. trap insects in horizontal flight. Web-building spiders generally have poor vision but are extremely sensitive to vibrations because of those specialized hairs we talked about mm-hmm. yeah. on the feet. Yep, yep. Females of the water spider, Agroneta aquatica. Use your, use your words. I'm, hey. <laughs> David Guetta. I mean, I got some of that. <laughs> okay, you read this then. No, it's probably awful. You're right. Oh, Aguranetta? Yes. Aquatica. Thank you. I don't play Pokemon. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's like I'm the fourth gym leader. Now. <laughs> build underwater diving bell webs. That they oh, fill wow. With air. That's amazing. Yep. They fill with air and use for digesting prey, molting, mating, and raising offspring. Well, that's great. They live almost entirely within the bells, darting out to catch prey animals that touch the bell or the threads that anchor it. A few spiders use the surfaces of lakes and ponds as webs, basically using the water. Right. Detecting trapped insects by vibrations that they cause while struggling, which is just such a dick and then move. Just like, because you like, because it's just like, oh, oh no, I fell into the water. <laughs> that's why you don't hassle the hoff. I have to now. He will just bay watch his way out and slurp you up. And just slurp you up. He was a spider the whole time. Why <laughs> do you like this? Net casting spiders weave only small webs, but they manipulate them to trap prey, so they'll like hold them in between their legs and like hang above. And then if somebody gets too close, whack. Somewhere in Germany yeah. somewhere in Germany, someone is listening to this podcast and going, No, Hasselhoff is not the spider, what is you talking about? So they're different in the genus and some families stretch the webs and then release them when prey strike them but don't actively move the webs. Those of a different family weave smaller webs, hold them outstretched between the front two pairs of legs, and then yes. lunge and push the, the webs as much as twice their own body length to catch prey. Stop catching yourself. Stop catching yourself. Yeah, exactly where move, I was at. Stop yeah. catching yourself. Stop catching yourself. This move may increase the web's area by a factor up to ten. And so experiments have shown like that species of spiders has two different techniques for trapping prey. Backward strikes to catch flying insects, whose vibration it detects, and forward strikes to catch ground walking prey that it sees. These techniques have also been absurd in other ones of that group. Walking insects form most of the prey, but there is one population appear to live mainly on flies that they catch with the sort of backward strike. Mature female um, bola spiders of the genus Mastophora that's, that's cool. build webs that consist only of a single trapeze line, which they patrol. They also construct a bol- um, they, they also construct bolas made of a single thread tipped with a large ball of very wet, sticky silk. Oh, that's amazing. They emit chemicals that represent that resemble the pheromones of, pheromones of moths. And then swing the bolas at the moths. Although they miss about 50% of the strike, they catch about the same weight of insects per night as a web-weaving spider of similar size. The spiders eat the bolas if they have not made a kill in about 30 minutes, rest for a while, and then make new bolas. Huh. 
Juveniles and, adult, juveniles and adult males are much smaller and do not make bolas. Instead, they release different pheromones that attract moth flies and catch them with front pairs of legs. So those were more active hunters. But yeah, it's the females that do the trapeze lock and then have these bolas. Yeah, they're like dangling from this... And, and then lasso yeah, things. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> that's See, badass. See, that's a way you could use something fun, right? With, like, with, a, with a type of spider. Wouldn't that be fun? Just, I'm now imagining that, that like you have a spider character that is like a giant version of that that is like catching a rock and like using that to fly oh, yeah, yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, think of it. Now you have your cowboy spider. It's true. You have your cowgirl <laughs> spider, actually, because it's female, right? Right. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Quite literally a lasso. But also trapeze artist. High acrobatics. I mean, listen, there were lasso acts in the circus. Yeah, I see. So the, the trapdoor spiders and many tarantulas are ambush predators that lurk in burrows, mm-hmm. often closed by trapdoors that are surrounded by a network of silk threads that alert the spiders to the presence of prey. It's just people that sit at home all day watching their nest cams. <laughs> yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. no different. Other ambush predators do without such aids, including many crab spiders. A few species that prey on bees, which see ultraviolet, they can adjust their color of their ultraviolet reflections in their cuticles yes. to match the flowers they're lurking in. Yes, oh, that was a, wow. They can change their pigment of the flower there's that a, they're sitting on. There's a nature documentary on Netflix. It's uh, Life in Color with Sir David Attenborough. Sure. And they, they show this in action right. with both a, a like visible spectrum camera and an ultraviolet camera right. with like yellow and white flowers, and they show the morph in like color to blend into, like, the ultraviolet range, and it will turn them from, like, a white to a yellow, and they just sit there in the middle of the flower waiting for, like, bees and things to come up. Right. And then just go, ha-ha, grab the bee and eat it. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's like, they're like, well, it's this bright yellow spider in this white flower. Why can't the bee see it? Well, it's because it matches the UV reflection, which is what What's underneath see. it. Right. Right. They're not matching the visual light spectrum. They're matching mm-hmm. the UV spectrum. Yep. And, it, and they can change depending on what flower they're on because they move the crab spider to different flowers. Yeah, yeah. And then over the course of a couple hours, it changes its pattern. And some of them were changing like white to yellow too, like visible spectrum as well. Yes. Wow. But there's like, there's only so far that they Yeah, can they've go. got a limited sure. range, but sure. the UV range is basically like, I'm invisible. Right. Yep. So wolf spiders, jumping spiders, fishing spiders, and some crab spiders capture prey by chasing it and rely mainly on vision to locate it. So some jumping spiders of the genus Portia hunt other spiders in ways that seem intelligent. I just had a thought about the changing the, the mm-hmm. UV look. Uh, if we're going to start talking about, like, how do you use this in a game? Mm-hmm. Like, the lair can be very dark. So you're like, oh, but, you know, my characters, they have dark vision. That's fine. But if dark vision is kind of like UV light vision... Yeah, it's all grayscale. There's no color. It's all grayscale. There's no color. What would be more scarier than a giant spider? A giant spider that is effectively invisible mm-hmm. yeah. throughout because the whole can- fight. Because it's oh, camouflage. like, we're not going to light a torch. We all have dark vision. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a mistake. That's a mistake. That's a mistake because now this thing is effectively invisible to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, because some jumping spiders of genus Portia hunt other spiders... In ways that seem intelligent, outflanking their victims or luring them into their webs. Right. Lab studies show that Portia's instinctive tactics are only starting points for a trial and error approach, from which these spiders learn very quickly how to overcome their new prey species. 
However, they seem to be relatively slow thinkers, which is not surprising as their brains are vastly smaller than those of mammalian predators. But they learn over each, you know, trial, basically. Yeah. 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 Or lack thereof. Okay, that... By the way, that is a spider. That is an ant-mimicking spider. (laughs) Trixie bastards. Look at it. Wow, yeah, it is. That's amazing. I'm sitting there having to play count the legs. Yeah. (laughs) And it's using, like, the front pair of legs to mimic antennae, even though they don't have them. Yep. Ant-mimicking spiders face several challenges. I mean, they yeah. develop getting simil- eaten by other spiders, they for one thing. They generally develop slimmer abdomens and false waists in the cephalothorax to mimic the three distinct regions of the ant's bodies. Right. First, wave the first pair of legs in front of their heads to mimic antennae, which the spiders lack, and to conceal the fact they have eight legs rather than six. Develop large patches... Uh, well, we've large Color right. patches round one pair of eyes to disguise the fact that they generally have eight simple eyes. Well, how many legs did it have? Three? <laughs> well, ants have two compound many. eyes. Lots. They cover their bodies with reflective bristles to resemble the shiny bodies of ants. In some spider species, males and females mimic different ant species as female spiders are usually much larger than males. Ant-mimicking spiders also modify their behavior to resemble the target species of ant. For example, adopt a zigzag pattern of movement. Ant-mimicking jumping yeah, spiders... He's, he's real drunk. Yeah. <laughs> they avoid jumping, even though they are jumping spider. And the spiders oh, of the genus walk on the outer ledges of leaves in the same way as the Pseudomerimex ant. Which is, makes sense, because these are the ants that are symbiotic with the acacia that right. we were talking about earlier. So they're just, they're just blending in with those ants that yes. are there. Be cool. Just be cool. Ant mimicry in many spiders and other arthropods may be for protection from predators that hunt by sight, including birds, lizards, and spiders. Right. However, several ant mimicking spiders prey either on ants or on the ants' livestock, such as aphids. Right. Mm-hmm. When at rest, the ant mimicking spider, Emerxia, does not closely resemble d- doesn't closely resemble the ant, but while hunting, it imitates the behavior of a dying ant to attract worker ants. Huh. After a kill, come take me to the nest where I, I may, may die. die. Allow me to eat your Jordan. aphids. <laughs> After a kill, take me to your aphids. I wonder if it also mimic. Does it also mimic the like the the, the scent the, yeah. the scent uh, signals that they'd use? After it kills, some ant mimicking spiders hold their victims between themselves and large groups of ants to avoid being attacked. <laughs> they just hold the body up in front of them. But no, no I'm Dave. You've I'm known me Dave. this whole time. <laughs> smells like Dave. I mean, I mean, it smells like Dave. I, I, you know, I think it's Dave. I think he's Dave. It's fine. Yes. Just puppeting weekend at Bernie's yeah, hands. Just a weekend at Bernie's style, just puppet of, of like, you have known me your whole life. What are you doing? <laughs> Assuming uh, direct control. Assuming direct control. Spider's coloration when camouflage is their main way of avoiding predators, generally. Speaking. Yeah, that tracks. Birds sure. and parasitic wasps, which all have good color vision. They're colored to merge in with the most common backgrounds. I hide in amongst the leaves. You cannot see me. Some have disruptive colorations like stripes and blotches to break up their outlines. Yep. Oh, this is a great name. Oh, no. Here we go. In a few species, such as the Hawaiian happy face spider. Yes. No, that's a perfect name. I, I know exactly what spider that is. Several coloration schemes are present in a ratio that appear to remain constant 
but this may make it more difficult for predators to recognize the species. Yeah, the, birds don't use emoji. Yeah. These spiders are insufficiently dangerous or unpleasant tasting for warning coloration to other much benefit. Right. However, Those few species... Those ones have like, the long body and they're like green and then they got the little like happy face on the stomach. Yeah. However, few species with powerful venom, large jaws, or irritant bristles have patches of warning colors. And some actively display these colors when threatened. So many of one family that includes basically tarantulas and baboon spiders have urticating hairs on their abdomens and use their legs to flick them at attackers. Yeah, they have like basically, they're just throwing spines at things. These bristles are fine synte with fragile bases and rows of barbs at the tip. Yeah, they're, so they're the, like, what if I just grew harpoons and right. hucked them? And the then barbs them cause intense irritation, but there's no evidence they have any kind of venom to just, yeah. A few it's just that you're covered in itchy, stabby things. A few defend themselves against wasps by, include, by including networks of very robust, robust threads in their webs, giving the spider time to flee as the wasps are struggling the buzz. Uh, Jeez with obstacles. The golden wheeling spider of the Nambian, um, Nambian Desert escapes parasitic wasps by flipping onto its side and cartwheeling down sand dunes. <laughs> just, just like acting the fool, just, to, just so that people can look at it like, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to attack. Something's him. wrong with that. Something's wrong with that one. I don't want to attack him. It's deficient. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, the T one thousand cartwheeling down a dune. Just, just look at it and like I'm a tumbleweed. Watch. <laughs> yep. So we have. So there's a different. Sort of... the whole dune of them though. Like, Bird! Oh shit! And there's a hundred of them just hurtling down this sand dune. So there's no consistent relationship between the classifications of spiders and the types of web they build. Okay. So species of the same genus may build very similar or significantly different webs. There is no much correspondence between spiders' classification and the chemical composition of silk. Convergent evolution. So let's say this starts to make the whole taxonomist constantly arguing things make more sense. Said, in yeah. web construction, in other words, you use of similar techniques by remotely related species is rampant. Huh. Orb web designs and spinning behaviors that produce them are the best understood. Sort of the basic radial spiral sequence visible in orb webs, and the sense of direction required to build them may have been inherited by common ancestors of most of most spider groups. Now, when they mean sense of direction. They brought spiders up to the International Space Station, because of course they did. Because why wouldn't you? Trying to figure out, and they like, is gravity required? No, light is, for them to figure out how to build a web. Ah. So that they can orient themselves and be like, oh. Ah, that is up. That is up. Right. Like, Interesting. Gravitational motion, don't give a shit. They don't care. Okay. Yeah, so Lamps like, over here, we build vertical webs, cool. Mm -hmm. Angle them so that they are vertical to the light. Yep. So like, so you have like the orb web, which is what we talked about, big radial one. I, I yep. get that being the most studied because it's very obvious. Also, a lot of orb weavers tend to hang out in your houses. Yes. Yep. I I rarely ever see. Yeah. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen a cobweb spider. Yep. I can show you one of the garage yeah. where so you leave. So cobweb weave irregular tangled three dimensional webs, properly known as cobwebs. Right. Seems to be an evolutionary trend towards a reduction in the amount of sticky silk used, leading to its total absence in subspecies. The construction of cobwebs is less stereotyped than the orb webs and may take several days. Right. Because yeah. it's just sort of this thick kind of tangle, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, you're using a shag carpet as a trap. Essentially, yeah. Yep. And so, okay, so this is web design and zero gravity. They Many tend to have, like, wood panels in their abdomen. You have know. been constructed <laughs> to study the effect of zero gravity on the design of spider webs. In late 2020, reports of recent experiments were published that indicate that all the web's design was affected adversely in zero gravity conditions. Yeah, they started using HTML3. It was a debacle. Having idea. access to a light source could orient spiders and enable them to build their normally shaped webs under conditions. So, yes, yeah, a main sort of thing. As I said, um, the only thing with evolution's fossil record is poor. Yep. Almost a thousand species have described from fossils, but because they're quite soft... The vast majority of fossil and they spiders want to curl up. I mean, so yeah, were found preserved in amber. Okay, right. so like a lot like insects, where it's the they're oldest trapped in known amber that, soft tissue. that contains fossil arthropods dates from 130 million years ago in the early Cretaceous. In addition to preserving the spider's anatomy in very fine details, pieces of amber show spiders mating, killing prey, producing silk, and possibly caring for young. So there may have been spiders in Jurassic Park, but since they weren't in the amber, we didn't clone them. In a few it's cases... It's the one good part to Jurassic Park. No spiders. Amber no spiders. has preserved spiders... Mosquitoes. No egg spiders. sacs <laughs> and webs occasionally with prey attached. The oldest fossil web found so far is 100 million years old. God, what a terrible that idea that would be. Let's bring back those mosquitoes from millions of years ago that. that have these diseases that we're not... We can't possibly have been adapted to. Yes. So... You know, the old dinosaur fever. Yep. It's like bird flu, but a hundred times worse. Boogie woogie flu. Yep. As I said, I talked about some of like the early known spiders. And the stuff proto like spider. The proto spider. Yes. So, so yeah. So I mean, that that I feel like that covers pretty in depth. Mm-hmm. What just a jumble, hor- horrifying mess a spider is. Yeah, AKA, but the thing AKA is, Ethan has reached his limit. Oh, but <laughs> the best part is, is they're monophyletic, which means they all had the same common ancestor. Ah, yes. So this... Steve. This, the so, Ur so Spider. So I'm the going. Ur Spider. Yes. So the thing is... Tolkien had it right all along. Yep. So the thing is, sometimes you get things where there's like... Like there's convergent evolution between like the Like crabs. Like crabs. But unlike crab, the spider happened once. Right. As it should be. <laughs> one time. And then it diversified it a whole bunch. I mean, back to the whole like, you know, the intern drops the box like... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, it's out. a you good... Get, you get one... Okay. And then it was like, oh, that's never going to live. Can okay. that whole project. They come back 300 million years later. It's like, Jesus, they're everywhere. I know. I'm glad that I know you've hit your limit, right? No, so no, no, I, no. Won't, I won't go into the other spider-like things. No, you know, I mean, again, good? it's still a jumble of organs in a shell. Yeah, because, well, because if we talk about daddy long legs, which aren't spiders, but they're still rabbits. Sure, no, no, that's fine. Right. And that is the only difference the is Johnny that... The Johnny Quest spider robot, it's just a, a big disc with limbs. Is that they technically have those two segments, but because of how they're shaped, it looks like it's just one yeah, yeah, big yeah. body segment. But they're actually called harvestmen. Is there, and they will also. Yeah, I think they sang some songs in the duo. Well, they, will, they yeah. will also be referred to as cellar spiders. Yeah, they you tend know, to hang out in basements. But, like, they're technically not spiders. They're not spooders. They're not spooders. And then, as we said, we talked about scorpions, and then there are pseudoscorpions, which are kind of like, what if I sort of look like both, but I'm neither? What if I look like a tick with scorpion arms? Yes. Beach. Pseudoscorpions, they're very small. They're yeah. very little. Um, we get them in the house. They, they show up, like, wandering around on the walls, and the first time I saw them, I was like, what the hell is that? Because, like, they don't fly. They're not terribly quick. Turns out they eat silverfish. 
Oh, okay. So I love them. Because silverfish sure. destroy books. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, yeah. if I have pseudoscorpions, I won't have silverfish. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And otherwise, so, they're completely harmless to humans. For everyone following along at home, we're, we're bibliophiles and we have many books. Many books. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, the pseudoscorpions, I mean, they are like just itty bitty. They're like a senior long. Mean, but they have, but they call them pseudoscorpions because they have kind of like a tail like appendage. It looks like. It's very whippy. It's very whippy. It you looks like it's dibby. got like it's got a. Whippy a dibby. They've got the. But like they have you the can peach. tell because it's like this little bitty round body, but instead of like, you know, we think of the, the petted palps that became the claws. Boss. They Like scorpions, they tend to go straight forward and then there's like big yeah, pinching arms. Big pinchers, yeah. This is like this, the, if a scorpion was just like a little kid. And like the sitting at a an adult table, yeah. so they have like the limbs up on the bar. Yeah. So it's like the elbows are way wide. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they look like walking around. Like they've got these big, long, pinchy arms, but they always keep them like close, elbows straight out, and like right in front of their face are where the claws and they are. They have and they have the whip. Like, they're like like they have. To, I, I like, squeeze your head. I, I'm, I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing I'm your head. I'm crushing your head. And, and they so, just they like wiggle up the wall, and you're like, oh. They cool. have and they have the whippy tail, but it has no stinger. Right. It it's actually the pseudoscorpions do that. Like I am a scorpion, fear me. It's a whippy dippy with no pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It will whip the tail at you like go ahead. Whip the tail at you. I I. I <laughs> I will thre- I, I will whip at it you in a threatening manner. Yes, I will whip at you. But it means nothing. It means nothing, but I will do. Hilarious. Right. Yeah, they, they, they just chill in the woods. Like, they're, they're not hurting anybody. Super okay. rule. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or you have any suggestions of topics that we should cover in the future, please tweet those at us at, at nat20pod or email them to us at natural20podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would like any of your adventures in your own D&D games about different creatures that you had fun with, please submit those stories to us, and we will feature them at the beginning of our next podcast in our Creature Feature. We would like to thank Embers Tide for our intro and outro music. We would like to thank Burnham with three M's for our beautiful profile and banner artwork. We would also like to thank Shadow Dunn for listening to all of the rough drafts of our podcast. He listens to our mistakes, so you don't have to. And, as always, keep rolling a natural 20.